Hello and welcome to Serious Vintage. I'm Jeff Mose. I'm Nat Mose. And I'm Josh Chappell. Today we'll be revealing our free preview card from Modern Horizons as given to us by Wizards of the Coast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here on Serious Vintage. Uh, if this is your first time uh, listening to the show, we appreciate your listenership, and we're really looking forward to having this preview card. We're going to jump right into it. The card is called Collector Oof. Collector Oof. It costs one. Panda. Green. Creature. Oof. Activated. Abilities. Oh. Artifacts. Can't. Be. Activated. It's a two. Two. Flavor text. He steals power from treasure after treasure. And what does it do for the oh? Nothing. Joyra. Art by Philip Berberin. It's pretty great, right? So this is going to be great in uh, vintage modern legacy. Uh, it's Nullrod on legs. Uh, collector yeah. oof is a two drop two true that's uh null rod and it's funny because i think that this is something that people who are playing aggressive decks have been looking for something like this for a long time speaking personally like from playing fish and stuff like that playing null rod is both super important but also like kind of a pain because ultimately <laughs> like you're playing an aggressive deck and you're trying to end the game but playing null rod doesn't make your opponent dead it makes you stay alive right and having that with the clock on it, like suddenly so many possibilities. Right. Yeah. I, th I think the big thing here is that you don't take time out from your putting threats on the board plan to play a lock piece anymore. You play the lock piece and it comes with its own threat built in. And I think that actually is going to make a big difference for a lot of decks where you want to make sure that you continue applying pressure. Yeah, I think it's definitely a gap that a lot of those decks have been trying to fill for a while because, you know, Null Rod on its own is not, it can be very impactful, but you need Null Rod Plus, and this is kind of Null Rod Plus. Like, you can get all the way there with this in a lot of games. Right. Also, it's better in multiples than Null Rod. Mm -hmm. Multiple Null Rods out don't really do a whole lot. Like, it, it reinforces you against breaking the rod or bouncing it, but playing more oofs means more power on the board means more beats yep so at least you get that right there's a distinct difference in playing four collector oofs versus playing four null rods if you are drawing more of the uh, of your thing yeah you definitely are okay drawing more oofs do you think that the fact that it's a creature and like it's tough when you think about vintage to talk about whether creature removal or artifact removal is more prevalent do you think that it's more vulnerable on legs or do you think that it is is more is less vulnerable on legs? I mean, I, I think you're always going to have that vulnerability of having a toughness, right? But I think one of the probably one of the biggest cards in the last couple of years that's been used to kill creatures is probably Walking Ballista. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't pay a ton of attention, but I mean, I think <laughs> that's, like, that's like a very heavily played card and it kills creatures, but not this one. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the as far as the vulnerability of the card type, I mean, I think probably Stony Silence is the least vulnerable of the three, at least in Vintage. So you have yeah. Stony Silence is the least vulnerable. And then it's sort of a toss-up between Collector Oof and 
null rods. I mean, it sort of depends on what your opponent is prepared to bring in. There are certainly decks where I will, you know, focus on beating the workshop mirror, and so I will have extra artifact removal. And then there are decks where, you know, maybe I'm worried about the creature matchup and I'll have extra creature removal. Um, My guess is that in the decks that will play this card, he will probably be easier to remove than Nilrod. Mm-hmm. Because Shops isn't going to play this, and you know that people who are playing against Shops are going to be packing something to deal with artifacts. Right. So they have the capability to deal with Nilrod, but the fact that he has green in the casting cost, it's relegated to a deck that's playing green and probably playing dudes, which <laughs> probably means that your opponent, if they have anything to kill dudes, they will have it available to them when they play against this. That's not to say like Vintage is packed to the gills with stuff that kills dudes, but if it's there, it's going to be available. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, there are a lot of decks in Vintage that will just try and ignore creatures completely so i mean like a lot of times if you're playing oath you don't really worry about creatures except for like containment priest like that's the Mm. one that you care about and otherwise you're still concerned about like graft digger's cage and things of that nature so you're still kind of trying to deal with both and i mean collector oof doesn't really hurt your game plan of oathing anyway so i'm not sure that you're even going to prioritize removing this it's really hard to say it's it's sort (laughs) of a new era or new area in in vintage simply because we haven't seen null rod on a creature before <laughs> yeah do you think it's at all surprising that we have this in green rather than in white i mean i don't but i was just curious <laughs> i was i mean uh... we had stony silence in white and i realized that's enchantment based rather than creature based but yeah well i mean green is the other anti-artifact or one of the other yeah. anti-artifact colors and you know putting it on a creature certainly makes it more green i think i think it could have been in white but you know if you look at something like ramanath excavator which is also a enchantment that has been put on a creature as a green creature like you know we we see this it happens (laughs) i think it's fantastic that it's an oof speaking of which i was absolutely floored when you told me that it's not ofi yeah yeah, yeah I remember I, we used to, we used to play yeah. Brown Ophi way back Brown in the Ophi. day in our <laughs> yeah. uh, Ice Age era decks and uh you know sang little songs to its glory and stuff like that and definitely pronounced it Ophi. Yeah. Cuz what would we know? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for me. It's tough to learn. So so looking at some decks, right? We're talking about the vulnerability of being a creature. So I'm looking at just random decks of Paradoxical Outcome, Ravager Shops, Eldrazi, each of these decks have two cards that can kill this. Eldrazi Mm -hmm. and Ravager Shops have two dismembers, and that's in the 75. So both of those and both of those decks are in the sideboard. And Outcome has two cards also. They're both Chain of Vapor, and one of them is in the main deck, one of them is in the sideboard. Right. Other than Force of Will, right? But like, those are not, they don't have a lot of cards that interact with creatures once they've resolved yeah and i mean paradoxical is really geared toward fighting that workshop battle they have a ton of hercules recalls so it's like this makes collector oof much better in that matchup where it's like suddenly they have to split up their answers it makes it better for the player playing collector oof and also for the shops player who might not end up facing as many hercules recalls as a result i still feel like shop players are not going to look upon this fondly oh no i don't think so either 
<laughs> I was pleased that we got Dwayne and Nam and uh, Dwayne, or sorry, Dwayne and Nam and Mark to uh, to read words for this card. I thought it was kind of funny. A certain Team Serious Shops player who shall remain nameless was sort of looking at some of the things that have been spoiled and just being like, eh, I haven't been impressed by anything. I'm not going to be too optimistic. And uh, what have we spoiled? Like about half the set now? And. Yeah, we're about halfway through the set, I think. Or, and actually, we're not that far yet. But And I mean, people have been buzzing about like Force of Negation and stuff, and I've, I'm sure that there will be more by the time that we get out. But he was just like, eh, I'm not impressed by anything, and I don't think I'm going to be impressed by anything that comes out. So yeah, well, that was funny. So far, the cards we've seen have been bad for him because we've seen like Force of Negation and Force of Vigor, which seems terrible for shops. And now this card seems real neat. And now collector oof, which goes great with force of vigor. Yeah, I want I want to play a force of vigor. That's that's exactly what I'm going to do with my yeah. uh, remaining collector oof that's stuck in my hand. Yep, <laughs> seems real good. Yeah, so we were looking at it, and we think there's. I, I mean, I I think there's applications for the card in main deck for a few different things. Does this just straight up replace Null Rod and anything that's playing green and Null Rod? I, I mean, I think so. Like, if you, I think it does. Yeah, too. If you're gonna in, the, in the bug deck yeah. I was messing with, I just straight up replaced Null Rod with it. Yeah, have we ever talked about bug on this show before? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. We could talk should about we, it now. Should we, we talk should, about Saltai instead? It. Let's talk about Saltai. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll use the right terminology. <laughs> so you would put this in bug control pretty much straight up, just replace your null rods with collector oof yeah do you play two three of these four i probably play three and i probably only play three because i'd play a force of vigor in the sideboard it's it's either going to be really good or it's going to be some sort of fodder for like a useless collector oof or death rate shaman or leavold in my hand Mm -hmm. so I, i don't know i'd probably start there and then see how it worked out you know it may be impactful in the beginning and then People will adjust or people will not adjust and complain. There's, we've seen both paths. So right. uh, I don't know. If people adjust, it's not going to be as, as strong, but who knows? Right. It's really interesting that you brought up the number of creature kill spells because I can hear already people grumbling about this as as a lock piece that the way the decks are built right now are not very good at addressing. And that's mm. probably going to make people unhappy when they lose to it. This makes paradoxical, this really hurts their ability to to operate. Mm -hmm. People are not going to be psyched about it. Yeah. And having to deal with with a creature that that can lock like this. It's not that hard to play Dismember, right? So like there's an answer there. It's just you have to maybe play Dismember now, whereas before you were playing something else. I mean, Chain of Vapor still does it. You just have to be able to to survive, which, you know, against a deck that's playing Collector Oof, I mean you're not going to die in a turn out of nowhere. Probably you probably have a couple turns. So, I mean, it's not like a backbreaking card that's going to end you. You just, you know, maybe your path to victory will be a little more difficult. Yeah. I think one of the more threatening cards for collector oof is going to be like echoing truth. And that sort of indicates to me that you want to diversify your threats. So, I mean, you want collector oof and Leovold or something else along those lines that will actually prevent paradoxical from winning along with your force of wills and fluster storms and you know whatever else you want to actually play against their big cards yeah and i know we talked about this too i mean outside of the obvious inclusion in the bug deck you know there's a lot of toolboxy decks in eternal formats that use cards like 
survival of the fittest is probably the most vintage card um yeah this it seems like it's going to be bonkers for yeah, survival. And yeah even survi- green sun zenith court of calling birthing pod like in right. lesser formats you have a toolbox for that you can search for norad lesser formats smaller formats that's what i meant <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean especially in vintage uh stony silence was a huge card in survival decks and i think just straight up replacing that with collector oof is huge. They can tutor it now and they can use it to tutor other things should they need it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that makes collector oof a pretty, you know, a consistent turn, turn to play for them. That's going to go a long way towards their matchup in both uh, paradoxical and shops. Like this put survival way up on the charts. As far as I'm concerned, wasn't survival already up on the charts. It was, <laughs> That's why I'm saying way up on the charts. Perhaps you didn't get my inflection. One of their main tools was Stony Silence, right? And you had to draw it naturally. There's nothing you can do. But with... Yeah, and that's what I was... You can just search for it, so... And I think those are the decks that already exist that might play this card, that being uh, Bug and uh, Survival. And, you know, I think there's maybe decks that could be either budget options or just, you know, surprising options that are viable with this i mean i think you could bring back christmas beats that being a red green aggro control deck i think you could play white green aggro control and i think there might be a sort of a colorless or well it wouldn't be colorless anymore it would be similar to colorless eldrazi but it would uh run collector roof in place of the null rod so i think you just basically the same thing we were saying you just increase the threat density by having your lock piece be also a threat I don't know if if you have any insight here, but it seems very deliberate to me that it is kind of a obscure creature type. I think oh, I yeah. think like I would expect so. human would be pretty bonkers, right? Or like yeah. something like that wizard. I don't know. I think they were trying to dodge the Cavern of Souls sort of deck where it's like it's not a it's not a human, it's not an elf. Yeah, it's not an Eltrazi. I'm not sure what other ones it would be, but it's very appropriately flavored though. Like oh, absolutely. Oofs in magic have a history of of sort of <laughs> wrecking chaos with artifacts. Yeah, brown brown oof counters an artifact ability. <laughs> like that's this is just yeah. a bigger brown oof. I think this could could actually be a big, pretty big player, and depending on how much people want to build around it, and I think I think it could could do a lot. Even though he's not wearing any real pants. I mean, he might be wearing pants. He's got like a little tunic, and it could be a loincloth or. Maybe it's just like a long shirt. So this guy is joining a pretty exclusive club here. So there are 11 oofs in the entire game of Magic. Yep. Um, most popular oof. There's one that sees quite a bit of play. Any guesses? Oh, I knew this because um, I already looked them up. <laughs> it is not brown oof. Just to spoil it there, I'll cut the number yeah, down. No, it's not. All right, they're going to cheat by now. It's Kitchen Finks. I didn't know that Kitchen Finks is oh, yeah. an oof. That's that's probably by far the most huh. played. So are we looking at Oof Tribal then? Like Kitchen Finks and uh, this, Gilder Baron? Yeah, for casual Fallons, <laughs> I mean, Gilder Baron is, is pretty much a house. I do also appreciate that, what is he, Nell, Nial Sylvain, Sylvain. Was, <laughs> became an Oof as instead of being some Nial Sylvain. Yep. Rather than being a legend. <laughs> Yeah, it right. also regenerates a creature for four green mana. Yeah, I mean he's he's pretty heavy green, but that's a powerful effect, man. Spell wild oof. 
That guy's hard to kill. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Ben Perry regenerate it for four green mana. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it seems like this is going to see a lot of play in uh vintage. I think it has play in legacy where there's enough uh enough fast artifact mana. You have Lion's Eye Diamond and Chrome Box and Lotus Petal that are all part of combo decks, uh including sort of more control combo decks like uh show and tell. And I think in modern, I think there's enough affinity and ether vial or big enough presences that, you know, maybe you want this in your sideboard, particular out of something like elves or other decks where you could find it. So I, I mean, I think it sees play in a lot of formats. I think this is going to be a good card. This is the second card in two sets in a row that we have seen activated avail- abilities of artifacts can't be activated. Are you talking about Karn, the great creator? I might be talking about Karn the Great Creator, and it's kind of interesting that we see kind of this uh, this redundancy. They're not the same card. They're very different, but that effect is super strong, and we've seen it two times in a row. I like I like that if you have Collector Oof out, your opponent who is playing Karn is discouraged from getting Mycosynth Lattice because they will shut off their own permanence as well. <laughs> They can still win through that. They though. can do whatever they, they want. Win. It's not going to win the game necessarily, but yeah, but because Karn is still going to win the game for yeah, that. But if they're on that plan, like they still, they still got to consider it. <laughs> Just say it. Podcasts are sort of a tricky way to um, reveal a preview card, especially one provided free by Wizards. And so we wanted to try the whole get all of our friends together and give them each one word to read about this card. No one who actually read the card in our reveal had any more context than just the one word they were given. We also included flavor text. So there are a lot of words there that were not necessarily relevant to the card. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it, the people who were speculating overall on the functionality of the card, I think all had flavor text words. So they were like totally off base, yeah. which was fantastic to listen to. Yeah, I, I know that Eric Caffrey was really psyched about the word after because that shows up on cards like Time Walk. <laughs> <laughs> And and here it shows up very much in the flavor text. Sorry, Eric. And there were other there were other uh, words that you gave to specific people based on finishes in major tournaments. Like, let's talk about that. Because that's I right. That yeah, really uh, both twos went to uh, so the two two in the power and toughness. Oh, you're actually going to tell them why this is? Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Well, they'll no, figure you, it out when they listen. No, you definitely should. This is <laughs> this is like this is what we're here for. Yeah, well, uh, Jimmy McCarthy and Andy Brassman Probasco both got the number two because they have finished second at Vinish Champs. So poor Andy, he's never going to be able to untap now that this card is out there. Always a prize. I can't believe you left Nam out like that. Oh well, Nam got the uh, artifacts. He got honored instead of uh, derided, unfortunately. (laughs) But yeah, so I was thinking about it. So we have, uh, I counted it up. We have twelve states. Uh, among the people who read our words, including one variable state from Jerry Gang, who's uh, currently on the Appalachian Trail and read his word. 
from there. But we did it this way because the vintage community is so important to us. This is why generally we end our podcasts with the um, the food and drink section where we regale everyone with good advice about post-tournament meals. Can you really promise that it's good advice? Yes. All right. Yes. It's it's pretty good. I don't think we mislead people on purpose. I mean, it is, if it it's bad, most... you'll know. Like, we'll tell it... you Malord is gross. <laughs> it's the most serious section of the podcast yeah. by far. But anyway, I did want to thank everyone who helped us preview our card uh, in order of the word they read. So we'll thank uh, Steve McGrew, Jake Hilty, John Hammock, J.R. Goldman, Gustin Dewey, Paul Blakely, Ryan Seeley, Nam Q. Tran, Dwayne Haddix, Raja James, Anthony Twan Michaels, Jimmy McCarthy, Andy Brassman Probasco, Sam Crollo, Frank Singel, Josh McCurley, Phil Thorson, Jerry Yang, Eric Caffrey, Mark Trogdon, Gilberto Rivera, Kevin Nelson, Justin Waller, Rick Gideon, David Lance, Kyle Lennox, Charles Rolko, Kevin Poinish, Matt Hazard, Eric Butler, Joe Dyer, and Ben Perry. Uh, I guess I should also thank Jeff, who, when I told him that I wanted to splice 40 different individual words together into a coherent whole, <laughs> didn't kill me. And uh, and now to Josh Chapel for driving down the road to his local bar so that he could podcast with us this time. Because it's snowing in Colorado, and it's May 20th. <laughs> yeah, took out my internet. Uh, did you want to give a shout out to your local bar? <laughs> yeah, you know, local bar is Snowpack Tap Room. It's uh, right on the little scenic 285 highway here in Colorado. I definitely recommend stopping in. <laughs> <laughs> That's our food and drink section for this podcast. They have, they have food and drink and also reasonable internet. Hard to come by. All three of those things are hard to come by up here. And then you had a uh, a vintage event that you wanted to hype, Josh Chapel. Oh, yeah. Let me let me look that up. Uh, while he's looking that up, I'll hype our local one. We have uh, two Eternal Weekend Vintage Trials uh, at Bottom Dollar Trading Cards coming up in Warren, Ohio. Those are not up on Facebook as of this recording, but they may be by the time it's posted, in which case I will link to them. But those are on June 14th and June 16th, so Friday and Sunday uh, in Warren, Ohio at Bottom Dollar Trading Cards. All right, so the weekend of the Denver Magic Festival, I believe is like the weekend of July 19th. Uh, there's a local player, Josh Bingaman, is putting on some events uh, at some bars around the Denver area. So he's doing a Friday night vintage event. Uh, it starts at 6.30 p.m. It's at a place called the Whittier Pub. And then on Sunday, there's a noon legacy event at a place called Brews Beers. And I will send you the Facebook events so you can put them in the show notes. Great. That's all we have. Uh, we hope you enjoy playing with uh, Collector Oof, our Wizards provided free preview card from Modern Horizon. It's happened again. You've wasted the better part of half an hour listening to Serious Vintage. I'm Jeff Mose. I'm Nat Mose. And I'm Josh Chapel. And we hope you'll join us next time for more Serious Vintage. Take a little trip. Take a little trip. Take a little trip to see. Two, two, two.
two, 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 Good twos, everyone. In a world where two is only a number. Monster Jam at the Tewksbury Convention Center on Route 2. Tuesday, May 20th. Two bucks buys you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Du hast, du hast mich.